Hey, this is John Gunter. I'm the preaching minister at the Eagle Community Church of Christ in Mont Bellevue, Texas. Let me first thank you for tuning in. We're so happy that you'd be interested in this podcast, that you'd be interested in the teaching uh, here at our church. But let me first invite you, come see us in person. Right now we're at 13 631 FM 3360 in Mont Bellevue, Texas. We'd love to have you come and grow with us. The sermon today begins with uh, really my tenure at this church. And so the series we begin is about a stronger summer. So many times we look at the summer and we think we've got so many things going on, so many vacations, so many activities that we'll get back into a groove uh, when the school year starts, you know. But I'm challenging the church this summer. I said, let's do something different. This is a big summer in the life of our church as we move from Baytown into Mont Bellevue. And so uh, we want to be a church that is not stagnant, that we are growing, that we are wanting to affect our community. And so we're calling this a stronger summer. Today, we talk about being stronger in holiness. That God, he wants to do something in our life. He doesn't want us to stay where we are. He wants us to continue to grow and grow closer to him. And he is faithful to do a work in us. And so I know that's a long intro, but that's the beginning of our podcast, the beginning of our new church and our new place with our new name. We're excited. I hope you are too. Thanks again for tuning in. A little bit of noise in this one as apparently the microphone, you remember I'm new, was scratching my beard. So I promise in the next couple of weeks, it sounds a whole lot better. So thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you soon. Great to be with you finally. It felt like it was six months from the time I interviewed with the uh, search committee to actually being here, and it's felt the same uh, between coming here last time and this time. Uh, I'm so grateful uh, for this church. I'm thankful to be here, and uh, I just want to start off today with a prayer. Would you pray with me? Our Father in heaven, God, we are thankful. Lord, we are thankful for all that you are. To us, Lord, all the, the ways that you have blessed our lives, Lord, that so many times we overlook, Lord, that so many times we don't even realize how, how you have paved a way for us. God, I am so thankful to be standing here this morning. Lord, I want to pray right now, Lord, for Jordan's arrival, and we are so thankful for him. Would you be with him? Bless the youth ministry as he begins to lead them. Lord, help those of us here with, uh, with kids or with abilities to help Jordan, Lord, that we will not stand by, but we will get involved and we will help. Lord, that there are, are things you want to do here in this church through our youth, and Lord, would you be with us as we come alongside you? God, we pray the, the same for Brittany, and as she leads our, our children's ministry, God, would you be with her? Lord, empower her and give her a, a strength and an energy. Uh, Lord, to uh, just love on all of our kids. Lord, we are, are, are so thankful for servants like uh, Jordan and Brittany. Lord, and so many people you have placed in this church. Lord, I pray that we also pitch in to help her. Lord, would you be with uh, me this morning as, as we begin here? Lord, that you, you have so many things planned here. And Lord, let us get out of the way. Lord, we want to be a part of what you are doing. Would you guide us? Would you give us uh, a strength, a perseverance when things don't go exactly like we thought they should? 
God, be with us. Be with us as a church as we face changes. Lord, give us a, a strength and an energy to face everything that comes our way. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, I am thankful uh, to be here. We are uh, we we put in an offer on a house on was it Friday? Yeah, Julia is saying yes. I'm looking at Julia. Uh, we put in an offer on Friday, and you guys know how that is, you know. And uh, in, in my neck of the woods, you know, there's the asking price, and there's the several thousand dollars less than that you're going to offer. And of course, that is a, a little bit of sticker shock for me here. Uh, here's what they're asking: We're going to need to go a little bit higher. Uh, so, so we're working on that. Uh, we, we thought we might get some information last night, uh, but hopefully, hopefully today, one way or the other. If, it, if we do not get this house, we will employ a door knocking campaign. <laughs> I thought, you know, we can, we can share the, the good news about Jesus Christ and then ask them if they're interested in moving. Okay? <laughs> so uh, we could kind of work in a twofer on that one. So I am, uh, uh, we're, we're excited. We're, we're so anxious to be here. Our house is sold. Uh, the Lord blessed us in so many ways. Uh, we did not advertise our house. We got it ready to take pictures and to start showing and to put on Zillow. We planned to sell ourselves. And uh, the day we got it ready, uh, a friend had told a friend about our house. And they came over. And before they left, they offered us full price. And I said, thank you, Lord. Not only that, but they allowed us to stay in our house for 30 days rent free. So we are on the clock. <laughs> After that, we will have to pay some, but it's fine. We have uh, we just recognize God's blessing in all of this. And we know whether it's the house we've offered on uh, this weekend or another that it will work out. And we are so uh, just excited to be here and ready to be in a house so we can be with you full time every week. I, uh, I wanted to start off uh, our time here by starting off with a series. I know for a lot of churches, and this may be the case with the church here, but when summer comes, it's almost like we have to put everything on hold. Now, we may have a, a VBS in the summer that we focus on, but it, as far as a, a lot of programs for the church in the summer, a lot of times it's like, well, we'll wait till everybody gets back in the fall. I don't know if you guys have noticed yet, but this is a big summer for this church. Changes are a coming, right? Next month is not going to look anything like it does this month. And so as I kind of processed through that, I thought, you know what we need to do? We need to, we need to have a focus on who we are going to be as the church this summer. How many of you go through periods of the year or periods of your life where like you're better at working on something like physical fitness? like? Don't ask me about physical fitness in November and December, right? Let's talk about it, you know, June 1st when, when I've got to be in shape to, you know, go down to the beach or something. And so I, that's how I've seen this is that sometimes some parts of the year are just better for us to concentrate on the word of God. But I say right now is the best time to concentrate on the word of God. That at the end of the summer, I want to be at a better place in my journey with Jesus Christ than I am right now. Who's with me? Let's do it, right? And that's going to be our challenge today. Uh, would you go ahead and put up that, that first screen there? That's what I, I want to call this stronger summer. That as we go from this point, May 23rd, is that right? May 23rd. That when we look at ourselves, when we look at our church, 
at the end of the summer that we are in a better place. We are stronger. We are, our walk with God is at a better place. And so what I, want to, what I want to challenge each of you to is I know many of you have vacation plans. You've got things you're going to do this summer. What I want to challenge you to is don't fall out of the loop. We're going to try our best as we make this move. And, uh, you know, we're going to have some technology issues, but I'm going to try our best to get everything we do here up online. So if you're going on vacation, hey, I want to challenge you to go to church, wherever, you, wherever you're going. But I want you to get tuned back into what we're doing here. I don't want anyone left behind. Because as I have uh, talked to churches with uh, different interviews, especially when I left Harding, when I got my degree there, uh, churches would say, churches that had been through like massive change or a, a project or something like that, they would say, that the closest they had ever been as a church was when they came together for something like this. And so you guys have been pretty stable with no major changes here, which is what I understand, for a long time. So now this big change could be upsetting or it could be empowering. You've got to decide whether you're getting on board and getting involved, okay? So I want to encourage each and every one of us to get Involved. So if you're gone, catch up. My big face is on uh, YouTube on Wednesday nights. So you can you can get that. Go to the Lakewood Church of Christ uh, uh, YouTube channel. You can find that. I, I'm joking with Heath. He led the Bible study this past week that I was going to this week put the camera very like awkwardly close because <laughs> he had to show me what it looked like on his TV when I got got here. And, and I don't know if you guys ever like listen to yourself or watch, but nobody wants to do that, do you? I mean, unless, you, unless you're some kind of arrogant, you know, something. But <laughs> so he has to show me what it looks like. And there's my gigantic forehead for all to see. And thank you for so uh, so many of you who reached out and said we, we love the Bible study. Uh, hey, those of you who haven't gotten involved on Wednesday night, I want you to be thinking about that. Because everyone, every person I have talked to has been involved in that has said, we are growing so close as a church. All right? But if it's only those people, everybody else is missing out. So I want you to start thinking about how can I get involved in Wednesday night if I have time. But if I don't, watch the video. I can send you the questions, all those things to, uh, to think about. So get involved. That's enough of a precursor. Our first sermon in this series, the Stronger uh, Summer series, Donald, would you put that up there? It's going to be on holiness. We're going to start with a little light, you know, not very important. <laughs> it's going to be about holiness. This is our passage uh, for today. We'll, we'll cover a couple of more. But what do we mean when we, we talk about being holy? I've got a couple of scriptures to, to show you initially. Uh, if you would, next slide here. Uh, the first is from Romans 1, verse 7. Paul starts out two different books kind of in, in, an, in a similar way. So in Romans 1, 7, he says, To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and we ask, right, well, what does that mean to be called to be this holy people? All right, now you can go to the second one. And in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 2, he says, To the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to their, uh, their Lord 
and ours. Again, sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be his holy people. So we need to work on a couple of definitions here uh, between those two verses. Next slide, please. What does it mean to be holy? What does it mean to be sanctified? Now, there's not a whole lot of difference between those two words. All right. Holy just means dedicated or concentrate or consecrated. Concentrated. You need to concentrate on God. Consecrated to God for a religious purpose, sacred. You are set apart. So as Paul calls you to be holy, as God calls you to be holy, you are set apart. That means God has said you are going to be made. You're going to be used for a specific reason. There is something God wants to do with you in your life. Okay, so when we talk about sanctify, this is a little longer, but it's, it's pretty easy. Sanctification, or in its verb form, sanctify, literally means to set apart for a special use or purpose. That is, to make holy or sacred. Therefore, sanctification re- refers to the state or process of being set apart, made holy as a vessel. So that is the process. So when Paul says that you are sanctified, that there is a work being done in you for this purpose, that to become holy, there has to be a work being done in and on our lives to become this holy person of God, a person that God wants to use. Now I want to get to our our main scripture uh, this morning from, uh, from Peter. From 2 Peter 1, verses 3 through 11. And we'll, Donald, we'll just stop at 7 for, for a few minutes. Uh, verse 3, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory, goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, listen to this, church. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection, which is also brotherly love, love. So many times in the church, we are so worried about getting people baptized that I want to tell you about Jesus and I want you to respond to those words of, of faith, the words of gospel, the good news about Jesus. I want you to respond in such a way that, that ends with you getting baptized back here. But the problem is a lot of times we stop after they come out of the water. We stop walking beside them. We stop pouring that energy into them because in some sense, our mind says, okay, it's done. It is finished. But Paul is saying something else in in the two things he is saying in Romans and 1 Corinthians. And then Peter is saying this as well. Did you hear in this scripture, this sense of movement, this sense of change, this sense of we are not going to stay where we are right now. And I see this church in that scripture because we are not going to stay. We cannot stay where we are right now. And so it doesn't matter. You know, many times we we think about, you know, our Christian life as well. I've been a Christian. Anybody know their their baptism date? Raise your hand like that. That that date is still in your mind. Thank you. If you do. I know mine. I take pride in it. You know, 
September 18, 1994, I was baptized into Christ. But if my posture towards you guys as well, uh, when were you baptized? Well, I was baptized so much longer, and I have been a Christian so much longer. And we can kind of get that in our head that because I have been a part of the church or I have been coming to church for so long that I really have it together, I really know it. But unless you're doing this, it doesn't matter. Unless God is working in your life, unless the Holy Spirit is teaching you something, guiding you into more truth, helping your life to change and become more like Jesus, it doesn't matter how long you've sat in this seat. Because Jesus is not able to change your heart. And so part of this is is a posture towards God. That God, I understand that I am a sinner. God, I understand that I need to change. Anybody in here got it figured out, like completely? Like we can just gather around you guys at the end and take notes? No. But we come this morning as broken people, but we also come, if you have decided to put on Jesus in baptism, you come as a child of God. And baptism is not the end, it's the beginning. It's the beginning of a walk that says, I have decided to pledge my allegiance to Jesus Christ. And all of my days, I'm going to walk closer and closer to him. And that's why when people kind of have a little rebuttal about being baptized, well, I I don't have enough stuff figured out yet to be baptized. I don't have enough of my issues fixed to be able to follow Jesus. I say, (laughs) baptism is just the beginning. But in that moment, I'm saying, Lord, I want to follow you. Sometimes that's hard for us to say, listen, I am broken. But God sanctifies us. There's two parts of this, as as you probably heard there, that there is something that God does, but there's also a component for us. Now, that may make us a little uneasy because we are not working our way to salvation, right? But verse 5 again, for this very reason, what does that say, church? Make every make every effort that there is something for you to do. It's not, I have been saved. I just kind of hang out now. But there is some way in which I participate with God and what he has planned for my life, my church, right? That I have to say yes to what Jesus is asking. There is no point in the Bible where God says, I'm going to make these people and I'm going to make them do everything. They'll have no free will. God created us as beings who had free will either to love him or to walk away rebellious towards him. Right. And we know that. And so God wants to change you. And so what is your answer toward him? I will go. Or, Lord, I'm pretty comfortable in this seat. And so we've got to ask those questions. Notice again, there again in verse 5, he says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. Okay? So we're adding to our faith. We have faith in Jesus, a faith that has brought us uh, to him to pledge our allegiance to him. So that's great. That's Again, you hear that. That's the starting point. Now add to your faith. Goodness and to goodness, knowledge. So should you have it figured out beforehand or is that a continuation? 
What do you say, church? Yeah. So if you're sitting here this morning saying, you know, I've got to, I've got to figure some more things out. I'm not smart enough in the Bible. I don't, I don't really have all the, the books of the Bible memorized. You know, that's what you have to do before you're set. No. You come to Jesus with that faith, a saving faith, a faith that says, yeah, I believe, and it takes action. Okay? That means I have to follow you. I'm choosing to follow you. But add to that faith. Okay? Add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge, to knowledge self-control. You hear this, this change of character. Now, some of you this morning came here and thought everything was fixed at baptism. That I had everything under control. It's self-control. That happened at baptism, right? So you are becoming. There's this act of becoming more mature. If you were in class this morning, Francisco used the word perfect or mature. That's what that means. I'm maturing. I'm becoming complete. Self-control and a self-control perseverance. Well, that's a good one there. And a perseverance, godliness. And a godliness, mutual affection, and a mutual affection, love. And so all of these things really build on each other. That all of these things are happening, that you are building on your life to become more and more like Jesus Christ. And we always go back to Scripture and we look at the way Jesus handled things. And I guarantee you, if we did that all the time, our social media posts would be a little bit different. I was talking, talking this weekend to, uh, to Rebecca and Heath, and I said, you know, what I have noticed on social media is that everybody wants to look at Jesus as a guy who just went around flipping tables and, and getting angry. Right? Like because Jesus flipped tables in the temple about people who were kind of robbing people of their money. Then we think, oh, yeah, we'll just take Jesus into social media because he flipped tables. I'm going to get angry and yell at my brother. But that's not it. How did Jesus live his life? And so we hold up a mirror there of the Bible and say, how should I live my life? Next slide, please. Peter continues, he says, for if you possess these qualities, one through seven, in increasing Measure. Was that stagnant measure? Already had them and that's where they are. No, in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Church, how do you grow closer to God this morning? Right here. That you decide right now that I'm going to walk a better walk. I'm going to walk saying, Lord, would you change my life? This is not uh, God does it all. This is not John does it all. This is we walk together and he walks with me. Okay, so if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective. How do you keep from being ineffective, church? Right here. That you live a life walking closer to God. And I would say I would add into this that we as we look and we compare what Jesus did and how he lived, we look inside and say, God, would you change those things in me that don't measure up? God, would you fix those things in me that I am, I am straying from this, that I have a, a tendency to get angry or, or talk to my brothers or talk about behind my brothers and sisters' back or I can't forgive or whatever the case may be. But God, would you help me in all of these things? So we come with an humbleness. We come with an understanding that we are not perfect, that we have not arrived. But God can still work within us. There in verse 9, but whoever does not have these things, whoever does not have them, is nearsighted and blind, 
forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sin. So it's like we walk around with this mental block, not understanding what God has already done for us. That somehow we, we have attained it or something else has happened, but we just don't even see. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort. There you go again. Make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. You will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I don't want you to get caught up on the you never stumble and and you guys walk away this morning and say, well, I still have some struggles. We all do. And that's not what he's saying here. Again, in 1 John, when, uh, when John says, you know, if you walk in the light as he is in the light, the blood continually cleanses you. So walking in the light means somehow that I am still in need of the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse me of all my sins. How many of you have walked the Christian walk long enough to know that's the case? That we walk, but we do, we do have those moments, Right. But as long as we walk close to him, you are covered. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you. God is not uh, a God that says, man, I can't wait for him to mess up. I'm going to smack him with a stick, right? He's out of here. Because when I was growing up, that's the way I felt, that that God was over the book of life, and he had it spread out on this podium. And he had a pencil, and it was a racer down. Any of you have that kind of teaching before? That that God was this God that just, yeah, he wrote you into the book of life when I was baptized. But man, the rest of my life, he just stood there with an eraser. Just, oh, I can't wait. That's not that's not the God of Scripture. The God of Scripture says he wants you to be there and he will continually cleanse you. Not because you're perfect. Perfect people don't need cleansing. As he tells Peter, you know, you've already been washed. You only completely cleansed again. But you're going to have these moments, and as long as you walk toward him, as you get up and you say, God, I'm sorry. God, I messed up. But you walk on that path and you walk towards him. Make every effort to confirm that calling that God has called you to him. And you have said, yes, I will follow. You got one more, one more scripture I want you to uh, see before we leave today. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. I didn't mention, I I mostly preach out of NIV, uh, but that's what this is this morning. Verses 23 and 24. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful. I need you to say that this morning, church. The one who calls you is what? He is faithful to do it. So if you're sitting here this morning and all those things that all those struggles that you have that, you know, if John only knew what I struggled with this morning, he wouldn't be saying these same things. Because I have too many struggles. I have known better for too long and I still have those things coming up and I haven't gotten past them. And I would point you right back here, right back here to 1 Thessalonians 5. He says, God is sanctifying you. He wants to help you, help you come into, help you mature to this holiness. That he will sanctify you. And all you have to do is say, yes, Lord, please. 
that I am surrendering myself to you, that I'm giving myself up to you, that I'm not going to stand in the way and say, because we are where we are, uh, so many times we want to say, well, I can do it. If I just pull up my belt, right? That's the reason we don't pray a lot of times before we go into something. You know, it's how much can John do? I think I preached on that last time. But here he says, God wants to sanctify you. And in verse 24, the one who calls you is faithful. He will do it. Don't sit here this morning calling God a liar. Because if you have the desire, if you have the will to follow him, you can do that this morning and he will help you accomplish things you don't even think possible. That I am so, I'm in a position this morning where I am so far from God. Put your faith, put your trust in him. Won't you see what God can do in your life? Just as a, uh, a silly thing, I remember uh, serving communion when I was, a, uh, I guess, as soon as I could. We had everybody come and sit at the front. And by the way, as a, as a young, younger kid, that is terrifying. I don't care if I'm not looking at you. It's terrifying. But I would sit at the, at the front, sitting in those chairs, going backwards. And I, would, I wasn't going to say a prayer or anything. And I would just hold up my hand. And it would be just trembling. And we may all have those times in our life where we look at our abilities. We look at our, our strengths or what we perceive as weaknesses and say, well, I can't do that. I say, you watch God. You watch what God can do in your life. And I know many of you have seen that play out. You have lived long enough that you have seen where God has taken what you thought you couldn't do, and now you do it. And you do it well. And where there was fear, there is now like a power, like a strength that I can do this, that God has done this work in me. And so for each person here, I'm going to challenge you this morning that as you as you think about these things, as you draw closer to God, we're going to need you in this move. I know there are some sign-up sheets out here. There may be some things that you've never even thought about doing before. But we may need you to put your name on the list. It doesn't matter if you're not a, an expert in that field. We will train you. That's one of the things we're going to do here is we're going to get more people involved. Because we need you to make this successful. That God wants to do a mighty work in this church. I believe that, don't you? That is, the elders have decided that we need to be in Mont Bellevue. We need to take the message of Christ to that city. It's got to be all hands on deck, right? Everybody has to be there. And so what I want you to be thinking about is how can I serve? Maybe you haven't done anything before, but how can I serve? Well, I, I can't speak. I can't lead singing. I can't do that. Can you stand out before you and say, good morning. We are so glad you're here. Because God wants to use you. Forget those weaknesses. Because he who has called you is faithful. And he will always be that for you. If you have any needs this morning that you'd like to pray, I would love to pray with you. If you'd like to put on Jesus in baptism and start that walk today, not end it, start it. And allow God to help form you into this mature Christian who will still have struggles, by the way that is continually cleansed by His blood that you have said, 
I'm pledging my allegiance to him. Would you do that as we stand and sing?